0: May I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Is the microphone on? I want to make sure. Okay. How about now? Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Well, good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. Advent one is the new year in our church, of course, and this year we begin our lectionary journey through year C. There are three years A, B, and C, so we have wrapped up B and we are now in year C. And this year we are treated at the beginning to an Advent series from the Gospel of Luke. For the next four Sundays, we're going to hear from what many people call our Shakespeare of the Gospels. Luke is one of the most beautiful writers, in my personal opinion, and in some others as well. Um, And the themes for our four Sundays in Advent are a little bit strange. Today we heard a gospel about the apocalypse, the coming of the end times. The next two weeks, so for Advent 2 and Advent 3, we're going to hear about John the Baptist, who was our great biblical wanderer, one of them. And then finally, on Advent 4, we'll hear the story of Elizabeth and Mary and the Magnificat, that beautiful piece that Mary sings when she finds out that she is to bear Jesus. And of course, Now that we're oriented to where we are in our church world, we should also orient ourselves to where we are in the world. World. Christmas cheer has started. It is here. Perhaps you put up your tree over the weekend. The stores have shoved aside the Thanksgiving canned pumpkin. Replaced it all with candy canes, powdered sugar, and gingerbread mix. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Giving Tuesday have come and gone. So all of your Christmas shopping and charitable giving has been taken care of, right? Other traditions and milestones will unfold all month, and will do so as surely as we can trust that the trees will sprout leaves foretelling spring we can trust this month that office parties and santa hats and bad traffic are foretelling the coming of christmas the signs are indeed all around so who on earth wants to come to church on a sunday morning and hear about the end times the distress among the nations the fainting from fear and foreboding And very near and dear to my heart this Advent season are the earlier verses that we didn't hear this morning that predict the fall of the temple in Jerusalem. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days. For there will be great distress on the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away as captives among all nations la 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 <laughs> Our church and the creators of our lectionary are both pointing us towards a really important truth now. That there is woe and fainting and fear and foreboding in the world as we sip eggnog, sing carols, and anticipate with delight the word made flesh. This is one of the many tensions we feel in the season of Advent. This month is full of joy and suffering, memory and future, light and darkness, busyness and stillness, the commercial and the spiritual. I feel compelled then this morning to make a case for the observance of a holy Advent with all the nuances and complexities that we will explore together as a parish. St. Paul's Church in Benicia, California is your countercultural headquarters. Where the world would sing about Christmas with only a cheerful melody, here we will hear the rich harmonies that make this month truly beautiful. To paraphrase Walter Brueggemann in his book, Sabbath as Resistance, this advent lets maintain a Sabbath mindfulness here as we navigate an increasingly mindless society and an economic system that depends upon our mindlessness. To be clear, you are not required to observe a glum, penitential, and sad advent. Though if that's where you're at, be there. You are welcome here. You are not required to observe a season of bursting with joy and gladness and ugly sweaters and excited anticipation. Though if that's where you're at, be there. You are welcome here. I invite all of you to a mindful observance of Advent. Because Luke says in the gospel today, when these things take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Be on guard, be alert at all times. In other words, pay attention. Pay attention this Advent. You do you, but also employ yourself as a neutral observer and see where you lie on the spectrum of these tensions that are inherent in Advent. Are you dwelling in memory or anticipating the future? Do you gravitate towards the light or the dark? Are you busy or are you still? Are you compelled by the commercial or by the spiritual. And please hear, there is no right answer to these questions, even that last one. These tensions are not inherently good or evil, right or wrong. This is not a call to act or to feel or to be a certain way, but an invitation of awareness to your actions, your being and your feelings. There are some specific invitations I'd like to make to help you heighten your awareness of Advent this season. And you will hear about them again at the announcements. December 7th is our Sierra Service Project Chili Dinner. It's a night where you can experience the contradiction of warmth and hospitality and coziness on a cold night. If you so desire, you can participate in our Giving Tree Ministry, which is up in our parish hall now and will be. This is a way for you to express your joy and your generosity this season. On December 21st, we have our blue Christmas service. It's a place for the stillness and the grief and the quiet you might feel and you might need at this season we're also doing multi-generational projects every week after church in Advent. It's a time of connection with one another over crafts and traditions of the season. And finally, I'd like to leave you with a parting analogy that I found to be extremely helpful in my understanding of the complexity of Advent, and indeed the nature of Christian hope in the Kingdom of God that has not yet come. It was written years ago by Oscar Coleman and I believe it still holds up. To paraphrase, it is as if we live in the time after D-Day when the troops landed on the beach in Normandy and turned the tide of World War II. Victory was all but assured, but all knew that before then there would be distress, fainting, fear, foreboding, and death. Yet many felt the intense joy of giving all of their strength and their lives to a cause that they knew would prevail. And that's the message of Luke's Gospel this morning. Though we may suffer on the way, we know that as surely as the fig tree will bloom and fruit again in spring, that Christ has won the victory. Thanks be to God.